Today I'd like to cover UI Table View basics. Now UI Table View is one of the most common controls and it's very flexible. So we'll cover the basics here and in future screencasts we'll talk about how to customize it even further. To start with, I just have a blank view with nothing on it. We're going to use Interface Builder here to add a table view to this view. So I'm going to go ahead and open up the right hand pane here. Over here in the library you can see we have a table view. I'm just going to drag that in. It snaps into place and I'm going to save it. Now we need to create an outlet so that we can manipulate this table view during our application. And we also need to set a couple of properties on this table view to set its data source and its delegate properties to some objects that conform to those protocols. And the most common practice is just to put that on your view controller. So on our view controller we're going to add in a protocol definition for UI table view uh, data source and UI table view delegate. Now UI table view data source provides all of the details about how many rows there are, what the size of each row is, and constructing a cell for each row. Delegate is more about responding to user events. For instance, what happens when the user taps on a row. Now that we've specified those two, let's go back to our nib file. And we can uh, set those up here by clicking on table view and control dragging from table view to files owner and assign its data source to the file's owner. Now file's owner is our view controller since this is our view controller's nib file. We're going to do the same thing for the delegate here. And now we need to add an outlet for file's owner to go down to table view, except we don't have an outlet yet. Now there's a couple of ways to create an outlet. You can do it in code by defining a property with an IV outlet marker on it, or you can use Xcode 4.2's assistant editor to do that. I'll use the latter form here. Now the assistant editor does make things a little bit cramped. Now you can see we have our view controller on the right and our table view on the left. I'm just going to control drag from the table view over to the code service and I'm going to create a new outlet called table view. This will also generate a fair bit of code inside of the implementation file which we need to go take a look at next. So let's switch back to the standard editor. Go back to our view controller.m and we'll see what we got for us. This created a synthesized row I like to have my backing fields as underscore prefixed to prevent some collisions with method arguments later on. So I'm going to go ahead and do that here and fix up where this is used, which is in the dialog. Now notice how it also used a view to unload to set the table view to nil here. Now that we've made that connection, uh, we have a little warning here. It's basically telling us that we did not implement the UI table view data source methods. If we hold down command and then click on UI table view data source, we're taken to the header file where it shows us what that protocol is all about. Now there are two required methods here. I'm just going to copy those headers and flip back to our implementation file. Down at the bottom, add a new section for our UI table view data source methods. And I'm going to go ahead and paste those two methods in here. Now I like to put these pragma mark sections in here to keep things a little bit organized. If you click over here, you'll see all of the methods in your class. And if you organize them, it can make things a little bit easier to find later on. So the first method we have to implement answers a question of how many rows there are in each section. Now we're only going to have one section and I'm just going to create a, a few sample cells. So I'm just going to return five for now. The next method is cell for row at index path. And so we're supposed to construct a table view cell, uh, assign the labels and other properties on that cell, and then return it. 
So let's just do the bare minimum here. We're going to create a new table view cell. We're going to use the init with style reuse identifier initializer. The style that we're going to use is UI table view cell style default. And the reuse identifier for now can be nil. Next, I'm going to set the text label.text property to sample cell. And then I'm going to return the cell. Now we're done with the cell at this point, so we can auto release it. So I'm just going to add a third set of brackets here and auto release this. At this point, we can run the application, and you can see that we have five sample cells. Now, if we were to make this number 500 and run it, you would start to notice uh, some a little bit of performance hiccup as you scroll because you can scroll through these things really really fast and you probably can't tell in the simulator but if you profile this on a live device you might start to notice this and what's going on here is that we are allocating a cell each time for each row and then that cell goes off the screen fairly quickly and then we're creating lots of objects and deallocating lots of objects and that can actually cause a lot of contention memory allocations are expensive and so what TableView does to optimize for this is they implement what's called a cell reuse queue. So let's go ahead and take advantage of that. Instead of just creating the cell every time, let's create a cell identifier. And since all instances are going to share the same one, you can make this static. Next, before creating it, we're going to try to dequeue one from the table view first. If there wasn't a cell there, then we can go ahead and create it. Now it is important to make sure that you put your configuration for each row outside of that if statement because what you're going to find is that new cells don't get created. Um, once you pass the edge of the screen. Instead, they go off screen and get added to a reuse queue, and the next cell that comes on screen is dequeued from that reuse queue. Now we're working with a pool of cell objects where the maximum is something like uh, 10 to 12 instead of creating 500 different objects. Now we can run the application to see if that made any difference. And again, you can't really tell in the simulator, but it may make uh, a huge difference on the device. So let's go ahead and bind this to some real data. In the application, I have in the resources folder a big list of uh, beer images here and a beers.plist file. Inside that is a bunch of beers where each beer has an image, a name, and a type. So we're going to load this up inside of our view controller. Inside of the view did load method, I'm going to call a method load beers, which doesn't exist yet, so let's add that. inside the load beers method, we're, we need to um, get the path to that beers.plist file. Now it's part of our bundle, and so we can easily get the path by calling nsbundle, main bundle, path for resource. Next, we want to get an array of the beers, and we can use that with array, array with contents of file, and pass in the file path. And I want to save this because we need to use that array later on. So I'm going to create a property for this. I'm going to call it beers. I'm going to flip back to the implementation file, synthesize it. 
And now I can just say self.beers is equal to NSArray array with contents of file. Once we've loaded the beers, we can tell our table view to reload data. And then it's going to go ask us these questions again. Uh, the reason I'm doing that reload data here is now we can call load beers anytime we want and it will refresh from the file. Now we have a real answer for number of rows in section. We can return self.beers.count. To configure the row, we need to first pull out the beer info for each row. So I'm going to pull out the NS dictionary for this row by calling object and index, index path.row. And the beer name is can be retrieved by calling beer info object for key name. Now you can see that we have each cell has its own beer name. We still have um, other information such as the beer type and the image, so let's go ahead and add those as well. Right now we're using UI table view cell style default, but I'm going to use another style called subtitle and that allows us to have a detailed text label. So here I'm going to say cell.detailTextLabel.text is equal to beer info object for key type. We also have the image. We can retrieve this image by calling UI image image named and passing in the beer info object for key image into that. And that's a handy way of taking an image named something out of your resources folder that's part of your bundle and uh, retrieve that image. Another good thing about UI image image named is that the result is cached so that you don't pay a penalty for calling this multiple times with the same image name. Then we can assign this to the cells image view image property. And if we run that, we get a list of all the beers. Now a couple of changes I want to make. First, these rows are too short. I'd like to um, give it some more room so that you can actually see this image. And I'd also like to make the text labels font a little bit lighter, just so it's not so black and white and boring. So to do that, I'm going to do this where the cells are created inside this if statement. I'm going to call cell.textlabel.textcolor and assign that to a UI color instance. That'll give us a nice slate blue. And then to determine the height of a cell, these cells are laid out dynamically, so the table view is going to ask its data source how tall each cell is. You can answer that by implementing this method here, table view height for row at index path. And I'm going to just return a little bit taller cell. And you can see here that it looks a little bit nicer. We have a different color for the text, and the beer images are a little bit easier seen. So that about wraps it up for UI Table View Basics. In future screencasts, we'll talk about how to create custom background colors, how to keep the scrolling performance lightning fast, and other things such as editing and deleting. Well, that about wraps it up. Thanks for watching.